Hi, I'm Maddie, and I don't have a hobby. Hi, I'm Haley, and I have too many hobbies. And I've taken it upon myself to get Maddie hooked on just about anything. In this podcast, we're talking true crime. We're talking Enneagram. We're talking mental health. We're talking Scientology. And just about everything in between. So we're inviting you on a journey that you definitely didn't ask to be invited on. In the hopes that you too would like to be Average, average girls Average and only Average and only Yeah Hey, what's up? And we bet, and we bet, and we bet, and we bet <laughs> Um, Maddie, how are you? I feel, this feels really intimate Maddie's grabbing the back of my head like she's literally about to pull me right in for a kiss Yes It just felt, like, I don't think <laughs> but did you see how I didn't move? Yeah, you <laughs> I was were like, like <laughs> frozen. I know. By my love. It... I don't know. Okay. Really I don't. I don't really know how to elaborate on that. Okay. Um, I'm good. How are you, Haley? <laughs> I'm fantastic. That sounded very sarcastic. I'm just doing. Is your week been okay? Yeah. No, my week's been great. Okay. Yeah, I just I just worked. Nice. Yeah. Same. Wag 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 wag. I'm really songy. You really. Songy. It's I'm a, really songy right you say, now. My therapist said, how do you feel? And I said, songy. songy. Just, <laughs> what about you? A little songy. Did people ask questions back that their therapist could answer? What do you mean? Like, if they're like, how are you? You can be like, how are you? Well, yeah, but like your therapist isn't going to be like, actually, it's been a really tough week. Your therapist is going to be like, I know, no, but that good. just feels like such a fake interaction then. Yeah. Like, they're going to say good. Yeah. Because they can't be bad in front of you. Well, right. It's just like a weird, like you're. I don't want to talk to a fake person. Well, yeah, but you also don't want to. You're not going to want to open up with a therapist whose life is falling apart. I'm not paying them to be very broken too. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm paying you to have it together, and then I you bill me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess that makes sense, but whatever. Yeah. No, it's always weird too. Whenever I have girls, it, well, it's not even. It's not weird because I think it's cute, but it's like. But granted, I'm dealing with people that are younger than me. Mm-hmm. But. They'll always be like, like, <laughs> it'll be in the middle of something. I'm like, I don't know. Do you ever have a panic attack? And I'm like, um, do you have to lie? Uh, no. I mean, I usually just kind of talk about it like it was a past. Uh, <laughs> like I'm not having one right now. <laughs> like I didn't have one right before this. No, we, you kind of like gloss. I mean, it's just not about me. So it's like, well, yeah, but like panic is a really normal thing for everyone to experience. How do you experience it? You kinda, uh, okay. You kind of flip You kind of dodge it. Flip it around a little. Yeah, or just make it sound like everybody experiences it. Well, because they do. A lot of people do, yeah. Yeah, but uh, or they always, like, randomly, and this is the amount of times this happens with teenage girls, and I don't, I think I probably would have done this, too, so I can't They ask you about your love life. Every time. Without fail, if they're talking about a boy, they're like, you ever got a man, Miss Haley? I'm like, actually, no. (laughs) (laughs) Do you say no? (laughs) No, I'll just be like. Girl, I don't have time. You know I don't have time. And then we just kind of move on. That's smart. Um, that is so funny. I posted this on my story the other day, but we were in group therapy the other day. And um, we were on Zoom with the two of my students because they're at home because of COVID. And one of their, like, get-to-know-you questions they had to write down was, what's your biggest pet peeve? And <laughs> as they're writing it down, one of the girls just unmutes and just yells, men! Oh and, just un- and just muted herself again. That was it. I was I was crying. I was like, "Who hurt the seventeen year old? She's not dealing with men. Does she realize that? Does she realize she's dealing with boys? boys? Yeah, yeah. They're funny, but anyways, yeah. So the thing is, yeah, you don't really tell your um your clients how you're doing. Yeah, you lie. That's so weird. I mean, like you can. 
I just, I know you shouldn't like bleed on your, the people you're helping. Like right. that doesn't do anything. Right. But then it also just feels so not real to me. And I don't like that. Um, I did tell a story the other day, which normally I'm really big on self-disclosing, like not self-disclosing. Yeah. Just cause like t- teenagers are nosy and they like, I don't want to, I don't know. I, I'm just weird about it. Yeah. Um, so I usually, they don't know much about my life beyond what they need to know. Um, but the other day, um, I had a girl who was having like a really hard day and she just needed, like, I, she was feeling panicky. So I ended up kind of just working distraction into the game a little. Mm-hmm. What are you looking at? I'm looking at you in this thing. Keep going. Why? Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, but so we needed to like use distraction a little bit and she ended up telling me about how um something about like a Friday night football game basically it was how it came to and I was like oh okay I have I'm, I usually don't tell stories especially stories about me in high school just because I don't like to level myself like that I don't know it just yeah. feels weird um and then your whole story about how I was on the sidelines in high school I have a vivid memory of this vivid standing on the sidelines in a hawk costume, okay? I'm the high school mascot. <laughs> I always forget I'm, that. I'm looking through the eyes, too good. the little netted eyes of the 60-year-old hawk. It smells like cheese. I'm in Spanx and a sports bra, because that's all you can wear in these. No. And I'm crying hysterically, and no one knows. And I'm, like, <laughs> breaking down, like, in the hawk costume, like, doing the touchdown dances, like, running back and forth. And I'm crying because Why? my high school ex-boyfriend was in, was in front of me on the field, and he – did something shout out Christopher I don't know um, and I remember looking at him and and just crying but I'm in the hot costume so no one knows so I'm like kind of free crying that's amazing no I know so and so I started telling her this story about all of it and she's dying laughing so it yeah. worked it worked exactly as I needed it to but it was like as much as I've self-disclosed and I was like I think I'm gonna regret it as soon as I tell her this but I like I just needed her to get out of her head and think about like actually it's like I feel stupid now I'm not yeah. like I don't look at it like oh that was the moment my heart broke like, okay. I wanted to give her some perspective of, like, you think good. you had it bad? I yeah. was having a breakdown in a hot costume. Nothing Literally breaking it down. No. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Thank you. Okay. Oh, gosh. That is so funny. I would totally overshare if I was a counselor. Really? Yeah, but you have boundaries, though. Like, I even have a hard time with boundaries in general. <laughs> yeah. But, like, true. I even, like, you figure it out. I mean, maybe in the beginning it's a little bit weirder just because, like. Yeah. I think I wouldn't ever want to work with that age group, though. Like, mm. I would, if I were to actually be a counselor, I think it would be for adults. Really? Which I feel like I could disclose a little bit more. Oh, see, I don't think I could ever work with adults. Oh, really? No, never. Why? I love teenagers. Oh, I, I don't. I love teenagers and I love I kids. love them, but not in that way. So I just like, don't think I, but granted, I think right now I feel really uncomfortable working with people that are older than me. Well, not really uncomfortable because I can do family therapy and be fine. But if I'm not looking at it from the lens of helping their kid, I feel weird about it. Like when it, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I get that because we're young. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it like, it makes sense that you have some, like you're a few steps ahead of like high schoolers. You've yeah. been there and done that. Yeah. But I imagine like working with adults when I'm like older, I'm not yeah. this age. I'm like 55. Yeah, but what are you going to do before then? All the other stuff. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, let's hot take instead of oh, yeah. therapy. <laughs> okay, so for today's hot take, um, we're going to talk about two things that we dream to be or have or mm. become. Two? Two things that, like, it would be a dream to have this or... 
I dream to become X, Y, or Z. I can be as deep or as shallow. Like you could be like, I dream to have a BMW when I'm older. Like that's fine. Or you could say, I don't have any like material. I don't think I do either. I mean, not like specific. I mean, like I want to have a house, but like, yeah, I mean, that's just, I feel like that's a normal thing. (laughs) Um, Oh, I think my big one is probably to be a foster parent. Like, I really want to be a foster parent. Okay. Yeah. And I want to have like a bunch of little, little kids running around and it being homey. I have this dream in my head that I'm going to have like a, like, I want to be like a respite care house. So, like, at 2 a.m., kids get removed. They're, I'm like the emergency housing people. And so I want to like, I I just have this little visual and it probably is not going to be like this, but like, these kids that are just pissed and don't want to be there and like hate the idea of being in a house that isn't theirs. I want to just like eat pizza on the kitchen floor with them. Just like Aww. be like, all right, this is tradition. When you come to our house, we're eating pizza on the kitchen floor. That's and just so like hanging cute. out. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. I picture kids that are like scared or anxious or like <laughs> sad that they just got taken from somewhere and then they walk into their house and they're like, nice. <laughs> it makes you want to cry. <laughs> And then they say, I want to do it so bad. And you're like, hi. And they're like, hi. Yeah, but see, like, I don't want to ever get old because I feel like I'm not going to be like, <laughs> they're going to be like, oh, this old lady. But I'm like, <laughs> no, but I'm young at heart. Yes. Oh. oh. Why am I crying in the club? <laughs> you're going to make me cry. Why are you going to cry? Because you're crying. <laughs> Patty, Maddie cries for me more often than not. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. And if you're crying, like you, but also like anyone, I'm crying with you. I yeah. think that's another reason I couldn't be like a therapist. Oh, I've cried in session before. Oh, I think I would cry a lot. Yeah, I think you'd probably cry more than I do. Yeah, I think and I had depressants, baby. I can't do it. <laughs> before oh, I probably did it more, oh. but I don't do it as much anymore. But I used to. The other day, I was watching, and by this I mean like in quarantine, like four months ago, <laughs> I was watching American Idol at Corey's house in Georgia. We were all watching it, and this like lame girl came on and told her story, and it was like not moving <laughs> oh, at all. Okay. And she was crying, and so I was looking at her crying. You had to, and I looked over, and I was like, I don't even like feel moved at all about this. I'm just what? crying because I can't watch somebody else cry. Really? Okay, although now I feel I, less sentimental. Although about you I am no, although I am very easily moved. That's true. Like it's both and one part is I can't watch it, but most of the time I'm having deeper crying <laughs> conversations with friends that I like love and I'm crying with them. But it's just mm. weird. Like if someone's on stage and they're getting like emotional, I'm getting emotional right there with I them. I think I normally do too. The time. Usually if someone else is getting emotional. I didn't. Yes. I like, I'm right there. I was done crying about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Not to bring up Ruth Bader Ginsburg again. Uh-huh. But I was done crying about her after like first night. I was like, okay, Haley, get it together. And then I saw people crying at her funeral and I was out. Oh, see, that would ruin me. Yeah, no, it was over for but me. But I, I would never cry about her by myself. I would admire her and have deep respect have, for her. Yeah. But I that's the weird part. And I go home after a really hard day or a really long day or I'm having like total anxiety attack like mm-hmm. crazy. I'm not crying mm-hmm. at all. But if someone else would be crying, then you're – But if someone else came in and said, I had the hardest day and I started getting teary-eyed, mm-hmm. I would be bawling with them. I don't know why. Oh, see, I think I might be the opposite. I think – if you're crying in front of me, I think I go into overdrive, like, protective mode of, or, like, support mode where I feel like I can't or I shouldn't. 
yes, I don't have that gear. I wish I did. I wish that sometimes I know I'm like, oh, I need to be the strong one right now. Mm -hmm. But I just break. Like, I think all I'm, of me I'm just more, breaks. I'm way more of a, like, if a, if a girl tells me something really hard and then leaves my office, I'm going to cry after she leaves. I do that with family. Oh. I'll have a really hard conversation. Oh, I'm the opposite. When my family has oh, a really no. hard conversation with me right in person, I'm a puddle of tears. Oh, no. I could have the hardest conversation ever. And I'm like, I got to be strong. I got to be strong. I got to be strong. And then as soon as the phone hangs up, I'm like, that was really tough. Like, I just, oh. like, lose it. I guess I'm like that sometimes, but not all the time. You literally saw me do that on the couch the other day. I did see you do that. You're right. I was like, okay, you, you need a second. Yeah. yeah, that does happen. But, like, on the phone, I was like, yep, yep. Maddie was literally on the phone like, yeah, 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 that sounds awful. Okay. I'm so sorry. All right, well, yeah, have a good rest of your day. I'll talk to you a little <laughs> bit later. And then God comes like. <laughs> That's exactly how it was. Maddie also the one day cried, and I didn't know it until a day later. Um, because I got my feelings hurt one night. I came in and I was just like whining. I wasn't crying. I was just like bitter and like irritated. Maddie's upstairs. I come down here, go back upstairs. She's like, let me scratch your back for a little bit. So she like, I lay down, she like scratched my back. I was like, okay, I'm going to bed. And she sleeps in Emerson's room. Cause I don't let her sleep in my bed. That's true. And I, the next day she tells me like, oh yeah, I was crying that whole time. I had no idea the whole time she's been scratching my back. She's just crying. And then we're talking about it. And I was like, why were you crying? And she starts crying again. <laughs> and she was like, no, I just, like, I didn't like that your feelings were hurt. Like, it made me really sad. So it's not even just that you cry when other people are crying, because I was not crying. I No, I'm very easily, like, moved to tears about <laughs> things that I, like, I, I just feel everything really deeply. And that's intensified times a thousand with people that I love or, like, really care about. She was like, I just never want you to feel like that again. <laughs> I, was like, okay. I literally was, like, trying to talk through my tears on the couch. And you were like, what is going on? I, was, I told my sister about that the other day for some reason. I forget why. And <laughs> while we were on the phone. And she was like, Ugh. oh, my God, ew. And I was like, what? <laughs> and she was like, I don't know how you're as affectionate as you are. And I don't know where my sister's like this because my whole family is very affectionate, touchy, lovey in your face. She's just not like that at all. She was like, nope, the only person I'm like that with is my boyfriend. Everybody else, like, my, I would never – she was grossed out by the fact that you said you would scratch my back. She was like, if I – if one of my friends ever said, hey, I'll come scratch your back, I'd say F off. Like, there's no way you're touching me. And I was like, wait, really? That's so weird. I know that's – because we're so different. Yeah. She was like, no, you – you're so – I was like, my – no wonder her and I, like – couldn't be close until we were younger because we both couldn't convey that where I was like, let's have sister time. And she'd be like, get off of me. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, what the heck did I do? I'm like, she please, I just want to lay in bed and watch a movie together. And she's <laughs> yeah. like, only if we can be 10 feet apart. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm not like that. Yeah, me either. Um, I feel like. Oh, <laughs> the original. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we literally so both like foster parent. Well, yeah, that's what I'm very sad. I. No, because there was another part to that. No, there's a specific He's part. a foster parent or something. And <laughs> no, what was the Some second? bullshit. No, what's the second part that you said that was very specific? The um, emergency housing. Oh, like respite housing. Respite. That's why I was saying whatever, too. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I didn't remember the word. <laughs> um, a dream of mine is to... You only said one, right? Even yeah. though we're doing two. Mm -hmm. My first one is... To be a mom Aww. and a wife and to just have, like, a really healthy, happy home. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> I know that's, like, 
everyone. No, no, no. I was no, I wasn't. I wasn't dismissing it. I was saying oh. like, no, that makes me feel bad because that should have been my first one. But it is also my first oh. one. I just in a different way. But yes, yes, I agree. I think you're gonna be good at that though. Yeah, I just can't wait to actually make that one like a reality and like come home to my house every day. <gasps> yeah, that's gonna feel good. And be like, it's mine. All this is mine, and like yeah. I can set the tone for everything. No, I love that. And I like, love that. Yeah, and I can like be in charge of how this goes. Mm -hmm knowing what I know or feeling how I've felt yeah, and just make it what everything I wanted it to be. I was thinking about that actually on the drive back from Hibachi Express like earlier. Oh, really? Well, I was just thinking, I think I have an overconfidence error about parenting. Like I think I'm just going to be good at it. Oh, see, I don't, I, I'm <sighs> terrified of parenting because I don't. Well, I think we're opposite right. in this. I don't think I'm going to be great at marriage all the time, but I think you have more confidence than that. Okay. I mean, I don't think I'm going to be bad. Granted, <laughs> I've been in a three-year relationship. Right. So I at least have some sort of gauge of how him and I operate. Yeah. And I know, like, both of our mentality is, like, we can get through anything together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but anyway. that's, like, that's phase one of my dream. That's true. Like, yeah. building a relationship goes into like my dream of being like a family yeah. yeah like i i can't wait and i hope this is how my family is like i can't wait to go on vacation and like enjoy each other like that's <sighs> a dream of mine i can't wait for our families to go on vacation actually that's probably my other dream really? no i don't want to add that one but okay yeah, yeah. But having a family that's just like that loves each other and even through all the crap and everyone's gonna fight and everyone's gonna disagree whatever mm -hmm. but like just love spending time together and like being a family yeah your family's gonna i think is gonna be good at that just because you and Corey already enjoy your time together and you guys are so like comfortable and goofy and weird like yeah. i think that your kids are just gonna be like that but that's so weird to have my own yeah no i know i love the idea of creating something by yourself though like i love that like it's not like when you're like you're babysitting and you have to be like, oh, I don't know if your mom would let you do that. Like you're the mom, you get to decide. Like that's a lot of responsibility. No, see, but that responsibility doesn't scare me at all for some reason. I just think it would be so fun. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. Um, my other one is I really want to. Um, <laughs> I just realized <laughs> I said it very um, calmly, but I'm like partially kidding, but also partially not. Okay, I'm scared. I want to win. Either <laughs> a Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say literally that. a Nobel no Peace Prize or um a Pulitzer Prize. Whoa! Yes, because I want to write a book and I want it to be really effing good. It's going to. Be. Well, it'll be really good. I'm good, but she's actually very good. No, I'm very you're really good. good. Uh, <laughs> you're a great writer. Yeah. What? What am I again? You're a great writer. Thank you. You're a little cocky, um, but you're. Great <laughs> I'm cocky about like four things, and that's one. Yeah. No, actually, probably two things. And eh, three things, my eyebrows. Eyebrows, counselor, yeah, writing. Yeah, good job. Wow. That was good. That made me feel very loved. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I want to do that. I want to get, I want to start something and then get an award for it because I also have a little bit of a wing three. So I want to like start something and make it be like, like a, uh, like, I don't know. I want it to be, I want it to change things. Yeah. And then I want to actually get an award for it because I'm vain. So <laughs> that's that. That's okay. What's your next one? My other one, I feel like, kind of goes with my first one. Mm -hmm. um, 
I don't want to be a foster parent necessarily. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be against that. Um, but I would love to, oh, I don't even know what it's called. I almost want to say host mm-hmm. someone. Like I would love to be like a fill-in family for somebody who's like in a weird situation, mm-hmm. not necessarily like it's organized through like an organization or yeah. something like that. But I would love to be like a, like them to be my like plus one kid for us for like all of high school or something or like and that could be cool yeah but do you mean like a like a like not like a foreign exchange student but like like you would host someone for that long like while they go not, to high school here or like would you want no. to be like more of a foster parent kind it, of deal? more it's like somewhere in between those two things okay. it's like my friend my kid's friend is like in a bad situation and they oh. need somewhere to stay and like you're that family i would love to be like we have a spare bedroom just for this like, oh, I love that's that. your spot. See, I think you guys would be such good foster parents. And I don't say that to anybody. I'm, I'm I think you guys would be that. really good. I am. I think Corey would be really good at it, too. I think you would be. Because it's one thing if, like, I think you'd be good at it, but then, like, your husband kind of sucks a little bit. Yeah. You definitely have to have both. Yes. And I think you would. Oh, God. What if I marry someone who would be sucky? No, <gasps> you won't. I never had that fear until right you now. Won't. My chest just dropped. <laughs> you won't. <laughs> I just remembered that I was marry. single, so it could be anyone. <laughs> the person you marry will have those same qualities and values that you do oh god yeah and love i hope people like that yeah oh 100 you will okay you're right okay you wouldn't choose somebody on, i'm who, sweating can we take it can we take an image you wouldn't choose somebody who didn't who couldn't operate in that way yeah 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 you're right you're right you wouldn't. you're right you're you would right. think it's a red flag early. oh 100 i think that's like my my first like thing that i age actually now that i'm thinking about me it me too of like yeah one of the first things I noticed about Corey outside of him being cute and funny <laughs> is that he got along with everybody. Like he could he could find a common denominator and like make conversations. I have like with a, a visual right now of like your like little family and then you guys having like a foster kid and Corey just taking like a really uncomfortable boy out to play basketball. That's what I'm imagining is him just like playing basketball and like the kid warming up. Me too. Or him being and that like, makes hey, me want to cry go, a little bit. Do you not want to go play catch in the front yard? And he's like, sure. And I'm imagining him doing like a weird wobbly knee dance. And I don't know why. <laughs> Corey doing yeah. wobbly knee <laughs> Yeah. And like yeah. the kid being like, this guy's weird, but like kind of. It like loosens me yeah. up a little bit. Yeah. Aw. Aw. <laughs> we both just, just start cry. crying. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well, now that we're in our, our feels a little bit here, um, we're going to talk about, what are we talking about? Conflict. Which yeah. also makes me want to cry, and it makes Maddie want to laugh. So, <laughs> no, it doesn't. You're right. Maddie and I do conflict. I wouldn't say that we do it differently because I think we do it similar, but we have, um, we get to the same point, but we go about it differently. Yeah, like our, our well, our comfort level with it is also very different. Where I think yeah. you will approach things head on, where I would r- probably rather drown. I would think. Yes, I think there's two usually there's two types of people when it comes to conflict either you are very confrontational or you're like super conflict avoidant Um, I don't know I think I'm both do you think you're confrontational I never know how to answer that question yes and no kind of really yeah why are you gonna say I'm not I I just thought you would say about yourself that you're not uh I think I've gotten more comfortable with it like as Time has gone on. Okay, so what are you confrontational about versus non-confrontational about? Um, like, is it little things like roommate stuff? You'd be like, hey, take out the trash. Or like, hey, can you do the dishes? No. 
Okay, you're not confrontational with them. No, I'm weirdly confrontational with my family. Like, okay. anything with my family, I'm like, I'll nip it in the bud right away. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think I'm always very I'm, – I try to be cautious now that I'm an adult of, like, <laughs> the way that I come off because I know that I'm very um, – I don't know. I think my knee-jerk reaction to a lot of things is anger, and I always want to watch myself that I don't say something that I don't mean. Yeah. Whether it's, like, nasty or just, like, or something. Yeah, or it's just, like, too, not exactly what I wanted to say, and I say it in the heat of a moment, and it's just, like, wait, but that wasn't actually, like, how I feel. I don't know. I I mean, I'm not normally like that most of the time, but I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. I feel like I am pretty confrontational usually. I don't Mm -hmm. like conflict, though. Well, yeah, I, I don't know anyone that, like, likes it. I hate conflict. Yeah. But my because I hate conflict so much, I'm confrontational. If that makes sense. Okay, so you like want to nip stuff immediately because I don't like the conf- uh, the okay. conflict of it. Okay. And what I recently learned for me, conflict is better than confusion. Mhm. And that's why I'm confrontational. Oh, I would agree with that cuz I would rather have the issue mm-hmm. than be confused. Yes, I agree, 100%. Corey, I don't want to speak for him, but <laughs> hates conflict so much, I think he would rather be not 100% sure mm-hmm. than have conflict. Well, because I, I don't think the confusion bothers him as much exactly. as it would bother you. Whereas because the confusion for you, you just thrive off of being sure of yourself. And if you're not, or if you're not sure of the situation. I just, yeah, I hate conflict so much, I want to confront it. He mm-hmm. hates conflict so much, he wants to avoid it. Ooh, so okay. that's a super interesting mm-hmm. dynamic to figure out. And that's my family too. They hate conflict so much yeah. they want to avoid it. Oh, I'm not like that at all. Yeah. I would rather have the hard conversation. I think that's why I'm confrontational is because yeah. of my family. Yeah. Because they were very passive about like things that should have been talked about. Yeah. And that caused me a lot of confusion mm-hmm. and I hated it. Yeah. I would rather just know all the facts good or bad right away so I can like move past it yeah but I hate conflict yeah no I don't like it either I think I don't know I uh, I think part of being an adult I'm like realizing more and more that like conflict resolution skills are so necessary to learn only because mm-hmm. I'm not good at them I don't think most of us learn them no from like your I don't know. I don't think you learn basic skills of like how to communicate exactly how you feel. And I know that I'm even learning this now as an adult to like not think my feelings. Like I can't say like, I think that you or like, I can't put how I feel on you at all. Like yeah. I can't say that and say like that you made me feel a certain way when you're not capable of making me feel a certain way. I'm only capable of making myself yeah. feel a certain way. And I can't say I feel like you hate me because that's not like, I don't feel that. I think that. And like, that's very different. Like I feel, I don't know, excluded, but I don't, it's not that I feel like you hate me and that doesn't make sense. Yes. And I think that's such a good, you have to be aware when you're talking through conflict Uh of your language is so important. Yes. You can't say you made me do this. You made me do that. But what you can say is, Regardless of what you meant, when you said that, I felt this way. Yeah. And, like, regardless if you were trying to be rude, when you said, my teeth look weird, (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm just using extreme examples <laughs> and things you've never said. Uh, that made me feel ugly. Yeah. And then I got insecure and that's why I was being rude to you. Right. Yeah. But like you have to go through all of the, the little triggers and things. Yeah. Cause like you saying that I have weird teeth is rude. Right. Yeah. You have to admit that. Yeah. But then I have to admit I got insecure because mm -hmm. of what you said. And that's why I was being a jerk. Right. Like a lot of what conflict resolution is, is vulnerability. Yes. And that's the scariest part. Blah. Nope. Don't like it. Yeah. Don't like it. I think I thought up until, and this was a problem probably like two years ago and you're going to remember this well. Um, <laughs> the, probably like two years ago, it dawned on me. Like I thought, okay, once you find your people, mm -hmm. you're, you're not going to have conflict anymore. Like it's just like everything is like easy peasy. I was under the impression you find your people, you, and there's never a fight again. You were under that impression. No, I think I thought, like, uh, the conflict solves itself whenever you're with the right people. I don't know. I know it was obviously wrong. No, no, no. It was obviously wrong. Hold on. Okay. Last time we talked about this, you were not that shocked. So why are you, why are you <laughs> That's feigning? Just, it's you're just shocked. funny. No, it was funny. Well, I just didn't think it would be, like, an issue, really. I don't know what. You thought, like, these people love me. They would never hurt my feelings. Right. Yes. Okay. Yes. Or like the idea that someone would like betray your trust was like, oh no, they wouldn't because they're my people. Like there's sure. just no way. And yeah. then it dawned on me probably around our <laughs> senior year of college, like, oh no, no. Oh, Funny. oh, okay. So that actually, there can still be conflict and you still have to figure out how to do it, which I'm good at vulnerability in a lot of contexts, but there's like probably two or three that are like soft spots for me. And one of them is conflict. I'm like, whenever I'm <laughs> the biggest one, the biggest one, <laughs> probably <laughs> no, but like, I'm good unless I'm like, uh, unless my feelings are hurt. Yeah. Which is always the case with like mm -hmm. hard conversations. It's yeah. usually always coming from someone's feelings were hurt. Mm -hmm. I think I just thought that hard conversations were optional. If you're, if and you're with the right people. Okay. That's, that's what I And not like consciously. Yeah. But yeah. I think I like, I beat myself up if I like got my feelings hurt or like had a fight with a friend or something like that rubbed me the wrong way. I'd be like, no, that has to be my fault because like they didn't do that to me. They couldn't have because they otherwise like I've been wrong about everything. I don't know if that makes yeah. sense. That no, sense? I get that. I'm the opposite <sighs> though, because everything that I, to me growing up, growth and conflict were hand in hand. Okay. So I attributed, <laughs> I almost just, therapist you so hard I almost just went okay tell me more about your experience with that I almost said that out loud and then I was like don't okay. do that that's gross <laughs> um because every major conflict that I ever sorted through led to like a huge moment of growth in my life so once okay. I sorted through something that was like a conflict or an issue or like a hard conversation mm -hmm. it always made me better Oh, uh, see, I had the opposite experience. So I always came out thinking like, no, I'm going to get smarter. I'm going to get wiser. I'm going to grow up a little bit. I'm going to figure out why I do what I do. And then I'm going to be better. But then mm. this perpetuated this weird spiral of like, if I can't find conflict to make me better, I make it. Oh, really? Yeah. So you think you're like, you stir conflict? I don't to now. But, like, in my you high school relationships, oh. I would, like, stir up conflict as a way to talk about hard things. 
Mm. to make me feel like, oh, we can get through this and then come out the other side better. And we uh, need these hard like conversations and we need that for growth. Which is partially true, but you could partially make that very toxic. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Because then I was just making issues out of nothing when I really just wanted to like be better in a certain area. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that you could talk about those things without like having a hard argument or like a hard conversation about yeah. why I felt how I felt. Yeah. And so I just would like make conflict as a way to grow oh. or look for conflict as a way to grow. And so like sometimes um, Corey's like, well, you're looking at the negative of it. But for me, I'm like, no, I'm looking at the hard part mm -hmm. so that I feel like I can overcome it or like outgrow it or whatever. Like there's still traces of that in me now, mm -hmm. but I've definitely identified and been able to manage like conflict and growth aren't actually hand in hand at all. Okay. And it's not the only way to grow. Okay. No, that makes sense. I think my favorite thing about what I've, what? <laughs> sounded like you were glitching. Yeah, I <laughs> like, was. No, 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 I was. Hold on. Give me a second. I need to reload. Um. <laughs> Hold on. Now I'm stuck. Where I am. I'm stuck. Hold on. Favorite Hold on. what? <laughs> I was going to say my favorite, favorite thing. Ow. My, my ankle just popped. Um, my favorite thing. What's happening? Hit pause again. I can't do this. Not favorite because it certainly was my favorite part. But my most important thing that I think I learned about conflict was surprise, surprise from Brene Brown, which of course yes. is not a surprise. But um, this is in Rising Strong. She talks about it because I remember whenever Ruthie and I were fighting for a solid nine months, I read this book <laughs> and it was, I, I tell it to literally every single one of my students. They're probably sick of talking about it. Your brain needs for survival mode an A, a B, and a C. Yeah. For, like you need to make up a story and it doesn't matter if that story is accurate. So if we get into like a little, like if you and I are bickering, I'm going to make up a story about why we were bickering and it doesn't matter if it's accurate. So my story could be like, yeah, because Maddie's evil and she's actually always been a bad friend to me. Now that I think about it, she did this and she did this and she did this. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if all of those stories are inaccurate. It just, it will give me dopamine just to come up with some sort of story because it's something that makes sense. And mm -hmm. so I feel safe because it makes sense. Yes. And so it's like your brain just immediately goes into like, this is what makes me safe. This is what will give me dopamine. I'm going to take this. But you can build your entire life off of narratives that aren't true. narratives, yeah. Which I think is like so scary. The amount of times that I have used the Brene Brown thing of like, okay, this is a story that I made up of what the experience is. And I've had somebody be like, wait, no, 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 that wasn't what I meant or what how I experienced it. Or like, no, that yeah. wasn't my intention has made me realize how many crappy stories I've probably made up. Yeah. I have so many crappy stories mm -hmm. about other people that are like just not accurate. And I guarantee I've lost friends because of it. Hmm. Because I know story, if I would have looked back and had said, okay, the story that I made up about this experience is that, I don't know, I it, it, and a lot of it came back to me. <laughs> a lot of it came back to me of like, I I messed something up and that you're always going to think of this whenever you look at me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And if I look at it from that lens, I'm just like, okay, well, it's, it's very easy for me to just like, not, I shouldn't say it's very easy, but I like will cut the cord faster than I need to. Gotcha. I stick around longer yeah. than I should. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm just thinking. I'm, I think I do a little bit of both. I think I stick around around longer than I should, and then I hit a wall, and I'm like, bye, 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 bye. 
see, I stick around longer than I should because I think I have good boundaries. Mm -hmm. And so I think that we can get past whatever conflict is at hand and I'll just give it a retry. Cause I'm like, no, we've been like, we've had good boundaries yeah. and like done everything well in a friendship sense all the way up to here. But then like, if someone was like really, really awful, I would be like, okay, sorry. Bye. Yeah. I think you have like a, a, a different gauge of that than I do. But I also think you have a, like a, your gauge that you have is funny to me. Really? Yes. Because you have like people that you like totally care for. I just think you have better boundaries than I do in general. So I think you, and you don't have that thing of like how it looks to other people where like, I think a natural inclination is to see how that looks to other people of like, I don't know, like, okay, if I stop being friends with this person, how is it going to look? Or like, what does that other person think of me? But you don't care uh, about that. No. Yeah. So your thing is, isn't like, I don't know, like if you and I were in a, a fight and why did I say it like that? Did you hear a that? Fight. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm making sure. If you and I were in a fight and I'm going to think a lot about what your perspective is of me, where I don't think you do that necessarily as much, where I think you're going to be more of like, does this feel right? Is this the right decision? Yes. How does it impact the rest of my relationships? Which I think is a healthier way to do it than I naturally do it. I think I've gotten better, but I don't think. I think that if you and I were in a fight, I wouldn't think about how you. I'm coming <laughs> off. Yeah. Because I already know in my head that I have your best interest in mind. And okay. so whatever decision I'm making mm -hmm. for both people included mm -hmm. is for the betterment of both of us. Do so you need to worry about if looks? you think yeah. I'm being too harsh or mm -hmm. abrasive or whatever in my head, I have 10 reasons why I'm acting that way. Right. No, that makes sense. I think that's a healthier way to look at it. And I'm okay with you thinking that I'm being whatever mm -hmm. because in my head, I know why I'm doing what I'm doing. That makes sense. I think, in, but I do yeah. care. Like I, no, would, yeah. I would hate for you to be like, Maddie's being a rude friend. I would mm -hmm. hate that. Yeah. But not enough to change what I would do. Yeah. Like if you I think once you've made up your mind about you were, something, yeah. you've already thought through every avenue of it. Yes. I yeah. I it's funny though, because me and you, we never have conflict. No, we don't, but I don't know why necessarily. I know exactly why. Tell me. <laughs> At least from my side. Okay. Tell me. I know exactly what hurts you or would be a soft spot or would be something that would cause strife between us and yeah. I'll never go there because okay. it's not worth it to me. Yeah. I, would, I think I would say the same thing. I would never in a moment of anger or annoyance or whatever, I would never retaliate and use something I, I know full well would hurt you. But I, but I think you'd be like that with anyone though. I think that's, but the granted, no, I, I guess would. you don't know other people's soft spots. I would if I know. Yeah. If I hurt somebody's feelings, it's not that I never hurt people. Yeah. If I ever did, it wasn't, it was because I didn't know that it that wasn't would hurt with the you. intent of like, oh, I can't wait to hear your feelings right now. Exactly. Okay. And, and you just happen to know all my weak spots. <laughs> yeah, because we have that relationship. Right. Like we've yeah. divulged pretty much everything yeah. that we've ever done to each other. Like what 
would hurt us or make us feel insecure or make I us feel I thought you were about whatever. to literally just say all of the things that would you're make like, like I know like your biggest insecurity which happens to be this, this or <laughs> this one or I could go I'm here <laughs> just completely out of frame like slides off yeah, I'm just gone the rest of the conversation just continue oh, oh that didn't sound good Our spine's broken. Oh. I didn't even get fully out of I frame. heard something me too. Was it your spine? No, it was my low back. I want to pick you up, and I don't know. I don't know how. It's not bad down here. Yeah. Actually, just stay. Oh, I just grabbed your boob. Um, if you're not watching, you can't really tell what just Oh, yeah, I forgot the whole podcasting. Okay. Um. Anyways, yes. I. <laughs> anyways, yes. Goodbye. I hate conflict so much. I learn people really well, and I don't use the things that hurt them against them. I think I do the same thing where it comes to I purposely will learn people really well so that I don't uh I don't want to say I don't make them mad because I don't always care about that but like I don't nah I also don't make people mad I <sighs> you and I are different this way I can't stand when people are mad at me it fuels my panic okay I go into like overdrive it will override my serotonin and just I will panic everyone if anyone's mad at me even if I don't even like them that much Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I don't care if somebody that doesn't know or understand me is mad at me. Obviously, I don't like it. I'm not saying that I would like to piss anybody off. I don't. Yeah. But it doesn't send me into full panic. What does send me into full panic, though, with that is people, like, my close, close inner circle. Like, there's three people that if you were, like, perfect example. Haley and I were going to hang out one night, and I said I couldn't, and you went out with Melissa and you're gonna laugh. You went. Oh my god! I know exactly what you're yes, talking about. You screenshotted it. it was yes, so funny. you went out with two of my friends. Yes. And then you saw that I was with another friend later because she showed up at my house. Yeah. And um, I think you guys sent me a video, and you're like, "Oh, you can't come out tonight." Like, oh, boo, <laughs> you're such a liar. And I was literally like having a panic attack in the. Were car. you really? Yeah, I was like oh my gosh, this looks so bad. Like, I look like I didn't want to hang out with them and made up a lie. And no, then all it of a sudden, did, it I yeah. was hanging out with somebody else. But the thought of you, like, being pissed off or, like, hurt by me that I, like, chose to hang out with somebody else. <laughs> I want to find the screenshot. I literally was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Like, this is horrible. This Maddie is sent terrible. me a picture on Instagram. Not even, like, a, like a regular photo. No, you guys sent me a video on Instagram. Oh, that's me like, mm. yeah. Yeah, okay. that's why I responded on Instagram. And then she sent me back, like, a couple of videos, you were, like, being sarcastic back, but then you were like, no, but are you really mad? <laughs> yeah, I, I was, was like, like, no, you idiot. I'm not actually mad. Wait, let me find it. You I guys sounded here. so mad. You said, you, you're mad at me for real or for fun? <laughs> and it's you literally little... me with, like, the biggest boo-boo face Hold ever. Hold on, I'm putting it in the camera. <laughs> so you can see it. Please <laughs> focus. I had to know. Is it not going to work that way? You're too close. Oh, there it is. <laughs> 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 I that like if you were mad at me if Corey's mad at me like I literally am like going oh, to damage control yeah, I, I guess it. that's true too I don't care there's certain conflict with care. other friends like yeah you know who I'm talking about yes. <laughs> I literally cried on the couch because I was like I don't want to be a bad friend like yeah. I don't know and if I'm doing something wrong, I'm not doing it on purpose. Mm-hmm. And then I just feel really helpless because I'm like, I feel like I know my friends well. Mm-hmm. And then to hurt them just sucks. Yeah, no, I'm not good. I My like worst idea of a conversation is you sitting me down and saying like, hey, just letting you know, a couple days ago, you really hurt my feelings. 
Ooh, yeah, I'd I like lose that. my effing mind. But here's the thing. I think that we're old enough now to like have those conversations and it look like that versus like, hey, you said this and it just hurt my feelings versus like my my natural inclination is like in the moment to say something snarky. Oh, mine's not. See, I go snarky immediately. Like if you said something that just rubbed me the wrong way, I'll go like, oh, really, Maddie? Then screw you. Anyways, like. No, I used to And I'm not going to hurt your feelings. Like I'm not going to go for the gut on anything. Okay. But I'm going to like. I think you would know. I, I think you've seen me do it. So sarcastic with my ex. Okay. Like super just like, okay, well then do this and this. Yep. No, like that's really? It, yeah. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, I go into shutdown real quick. That's my shutdown of like, oh, awesome. Okay, cool. I'm going to go then. Like, that's my oh, knee jerk. I, and I work on it. I'm a lot better than I used to be. But I my knee jerk is. I never do that. I, now I'm like, okay, what did I do? When did this start? Mm-hmm. How can I backtrack to make sure that this never happens again? Yeah. And now that I know what I know, I I'm super hard on myself. Mm-hmm. I'm like I'm an idiot. Why didn't I know this? Okay. And then I get like really hard on myself, which I feel like <clears throat> is also not beneficial to a certain degree. Well, no. I mean, like you have to have certain levels of like. Uh, yeah. you can able to, you're able to self-critique a little bit and like fix it yes. but then it's also if you start to ruminate yes exactly and then I'm like oh my god like what if I do something and then you're not going to forgive me yeah. and then our relationship isn't the same and then I just mm-hmm. ruined it and it's my fault mm-hmm. that sounds terrifying to me yeah no that makes sense um and that's where I'm willing like say I did something to hurt your feelings <clears throat> I would like a never even go near that possibility again. Yeah. And B that's the people I have a lot of loyalty to. I'm totally fine with cutting other people or things out if mm-hmm. it affects okay. the like inner circle people. Yes. You so, are like that. Yeah. So like, I if, think I'm like that too. Yeah. If you said someone else that I was really close to was like really, really, really detrimentally mean to you and said something like awful, mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay, cool. So I'm not friends with them anymore. Right. And that's like, not because you feel like being petty. It's just no, like, I'm like, I'm not being friends with circle. somebody who's going to treat my friend that way. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, I have an exploratory question. Okay. Um, How do you know the line of, like, when there's too much conflict? Like, this isn't worth it anymore. To, oh. like, keep having conflict over and over, whether it's different things or the same things. That's a great question. <laughs> I think conflict isn't always a bad thing. But I think good and healthy conflict ends with people still feeling valued. Okay. When your conflict leads to you feeling devalued every time, okay. I would categorize that as unhealthy conflict. Okay. No, I would agree with that. Because you can have and you're bound to have conflict in this life mm-hmm. over a bunch of different things. But there's a difference when we make it me and you versus the problem Mm -hmm. and me and you versus each other for sure. And people can get very critical and rude. And that's when you say things you don't mean and Mm -hmm. you call people names. Yeah. If we were in a conflict and you feel devalued as a friend, every time we walk away from the conversation, Mm -hmm. it's eventually not going to be worth it Mm -hmm. because they're saying and speaking things about you and to you that don't do any good. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you can get through tough conversations and tough conflict and yeah. at the end still say like I love you. Mm-hmm. We're good and we're fighting because we're trying to make things right, not yeah. because you're a bad person and I'm a bad yeah. person. So it's like 
all your relationships, your friends, and you get to choose who you invite into your life. Yeah. And those people should build you up and they mm -hmm. should value you. And like I said, stuff's going to happen, but that doesn't mean that you have to make the other person feel like crap every day. Right. No, that's true. I think if you leave a conflict scenario feeling like you were stupid for bringing it up, I think most of the time that's going to be a no-go. Like, right. that's not a safe space for you to bring conflict. Yeah. Because that's not – because you're never going to be able to solve a conflict if you feel like you're unsafe in that situation. It's just mm -hmm. you're never going to be able to reach – any kind of resolution. Right. And like your best friends or your significant other, mm -hmm. like nothing should be off the table. Yeah. And I think if you're solving, if you're trying to solve the same problem over and over again, just in different ways, then it's yet to go. But like it, if it's the same problem every single time and nobody's been taking any action to make it any different, whether that's you or the other person, obviously depending on what that is. Yeah. Then eventually it's like, there's only so much you can do. Yeah. And like, with those like repeat offenders mm -hmm. at the end of the day, if you're asking something of them and they're, they keep doing something over and over again, that leaves you devalued. Yeah. That leaves yeah. you feeling unseen and unheard yeah. and, un and like misunderstood. Yeah. Cause you waste all this time and energy. Yeah. And you're like, it's not, if I'm worth it to you, it's mm -hmm. not that hard of a thing to fix. No. Like nothing is nothing outweighs mm -hmm what our relationship or our friendship is yeah. enough for me to choose something over and over again over something that hurts you. I think that's where I have issues with conflict. Like at the, at my core, that's where I have issues because I, the idea of asking someone of asking something of someone mm -hmm. and then not delivering because they just don't care that much would like crush me. Yes. I think that's where I draw the line. I mean, I'm getting better. Like I think I can ask it now and be like, no, I, I need that and that's like a full sentence. I don't it doesn't yeah. require any justification as to why I need that or like mm -hmm. and it doesn't mean I'm asking for the world. Like I, I you're right, I shouldn't have to ask somebody to say like, hey, help me feel like a valuable person. <laughs> right. Because yeah. that's like not that's a cop out. But saying yeah. like, hey, I like I need you to like act like you care about me a little bit. <laughs> like that I will set the bar stupid low just so that you can need it. And I think that's where I get mm. my issue there of like because if I have to bring it up then I feel like the problematic one of like I'm asking too much I always feel like I'm asking too much hmm. even in situations where I'm like hey Maddie don't I don't know don't what's an example <laughs> I don't know I don't know like don't, I don't I can't think of an example for some reason but if I ask something like really basic of you and you didn't do it that would like I'd be like, all right, well, screw it then. And my thing is to like, instead of get hurt, would be to get defensive and but be like, really, well, no, she's just a bad friend and I don't want her to hang out anymore. And really the language, if you're being honest, was that really hurt me. Yes. That yes. you chose that thing mm -hmm. over something that I was vulnerable to you about. Yeah. The One of the things that I have in the girls who um, need some help in like conflict resolution, one of the things that we do in therapy a lot, and it's so basic, is just like, I feel statements. And I'm realizing as I do them with them, sometimes that I'm really bad at them. Like mm -hmm. as I'm helping them do it, I realize just like what my knee-jerk reaction is and how many times I've acted on it. And of course, mm -hmm. I, like I do think I'm getting better, but that like my knee-jerk reaction to a lot of things is not healthy. I think everyone will have to deal with conflict resolution and admit that they need to get better for their mm -hmm. whole lives. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like even if you're good at practicing whatever things you have in place or whatever reminders in you ha your head you have, I think we'll always need to be like my gut reaction mm -hmm. and my knee jerk reaction 
doesn't actually help me. Yeah. And you have to like retrain mm-hmm. your brain that that's not helpful. Yeah. I think I'm learning the most helpful ways of approaching it. I'm starting to practice with my family first just because I think they're they're you safer. Can, they have to love me. Right. Know, yeah. Just, you can say anything and you probably already have said, yeah. you know, a million things under yeah. the sun and still you, you call them every week you know and i think it uh, uh, there's a big part of that too that comes with apologizing that i've had to learn a lot with my family that mm. feels gross and i actually have realized i used to be terrible at apologizing and admitting that i was wrong i've gotten a ton better because i love apologizing i do too uh it's the most freeing thing instead of trying to like hold up your defenses and pretend like you never made a mistake that feels exhausting to me the idea of just saying like man i'm sorry that was not my finest moment like I should have never made you feel like that. The most freeing thing. Yes. And as knowing all the things that you or me know about conflict, sometimes I think certain people aren't good at conflict because they don't know how to put words to their emotions. Yes. And so being somebody who maybe is better at that, Mm -hmm. saying, hey, I'm sorry that when I said this, it might have made you feel X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that when I said it. Yeah. Like giving words to somebody else's emotions mm-hmm. can also help them figure out, oh, that's why I got pissed off because everyone, it actually triggered me. Everyone should have a feelings wheel in their home. <laughs> a feelings wheel? What's yes, that? I love a good feelings wheel. What's oh my gosh, look up a feelings wheel on Pinterest. I have them in my office. We go through it. Every girl has to say how she feels in two different words. But it gives you like colors and you can figure out which color you fit in and then figure out words based off the colors. Because a lot of times you don't know what you feel until you see it. Yeah. You're like, oh shoot, I'm not just angry. That's like a surface emotion, but my core emotion under this is that I'm disappointed. Right. And like, you wouldn't know to say that. You'd be like, oh, I'm pissed at you, Maddie, but really I'm just disappointed that you didn't follow through with X, Y, and Z. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Uh, Emotion identification is key. Um, (laughs) What was the other thing I was going to say? The other key? Um, (laughs) I was going to say self awareness. Oh, yes. Is that what you were going to say? No. Oh, I thought that's what you were about to say. Yeah. No, I think it's. um, the worst thing ever. Self-awareness? No, conflict resolution. Oh. I love self-awareness. But conflict resolution is a whole other beast in itself. Because it's like you never really, like, get away from it. Yeah. You have to do it in different settings all the time. And it's also – but then there's also a chunk of it that's picking your battles and knowing, like, what – That's what I was going to say. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. I've learned at least – I think I've learned this the most in my relationship. Not everything that bothers me is – um a discussion yeah discussion material okay a because i have to realize and be self-aware enough that this is a me issue and Mm -hmm. it actually has nothing to do with what he said for sure yeah and then b when you talk about issues across the board in the same tone and have the same level of seriousness whether it's like you know, a minor issue and Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, Hey, we have to have this conversation. It really bugged me. Yeah. And I'm treating it at, you know, level five serious. Mm -hmm. And then when we do have a serious, like actual hard conversation that we need to like get through. Yeah. If I put both of those on the same level, Mm -hmm. then that actually lessens the seriousness of an actual really hard conversation. Yeah. And so for me, I'm like, I want to treat the serious conversation serious. Yeah. And I want to be able to gauge whether this is a brush off moment and mm-hmm. give that person the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And just be like, whether they meant that or not, mm-hmm. I'm just, it's, it's okay. Yeah. And then 
that way you can kind of decipher and like rank in your head Mm -hmm. like oh no this is a level three for me yeah like i need to have this conversation or this is a level five like Mm -hmm. we need to actually like sit down look at each other and like figure this out yeah yeah yeah. um but another thing that was really like weirdly freeing for me was learning that you can't expect the other person to respond how you would Mm-hmm. I think that hurt me a lot mm-hmm. in friendships and in like past relationships. I'm like, I know exactly what I would do and say right here. Yeah. It's yeah. so easy. Yep. Like just help me help you by yep. saying exactly and loving you exactly how I would do it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And realizing that them not doing it the exact same way that I would do it doesn't mean that it's coming from a different place. Ow. It's just their version and their way of loving you. And it looks oh, different. That's so annoying. Because if they just did it like me, it'd be better. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, but once annoying. you like give that up, mm-hmm. then you're able to just be like, okay, they're coming to me with yeah. the motive to fix this. And mm-hmm. however they go about it yeah. is totally fine. And I'm just going to be receptive to it because they're showing effort that they care to fix. I think like in the same vein, my issue is like not wanting to tell people that I need anything from them. And so I never tell people what I need and I just assume they should know. And then I'm bitter whenever they don't know. But that's because you're really good at reading the needs of other people. No, exactly. That's part of the problem where I'm like, oh no, I know exactly what you need in this moment. And granted, I'm almost always right. Mm -hmm. So my brain is like, oh, yeah, no, they should know exactly what I need, then they should get it right on the first try. Mm-hmm. And then if you don't deliver, just because that's not the way that you I- I express how you care about me, my brain is like, I have to fight that inclination a lot, which I've, I've gotten way better. I think I've, uh, at least with Corey, I like, I don't have any pride mm-hmm. with him. Like, I'm not too prideful to say anything. Yeah. I'm actually probably on the way other side mm-hmm. where I'm like a little too vocal. <laughs> and I'm like, um... So do you think I'm clingy? Like, do I, <laughs> do I tell you too much stuff? Like, am I over vocalizing? Like, Hey, I need you to do this. And it like actually really doesn't matter if it's done or <laughs> am not. Am I over vocalizing how vocal I am? Does that make you mad? Are you and mad I, that I'm saying things? I though? think it's because I'm a verbal processor and Corey yeah. is not. Yes. He's like, if we have conflict, he's like, okay, I need a few minutes to myself and then we'll talk. And oh, I'm see, like, I think I'm oh, I need to do it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm I not. think I'm Corey. If I'm like, if we're in a fight, I'm going to be like, give me 10 minutes to get my thoughts together. My head straight, and then we can talk, because right now I can't. Oh, I'm not that way. You're Corey on that. I am Corey on that. I think I, yeah, I just need like a second. Even though I do verbally process a lot, but I think I like to go into things ahead of time, like having a gauge on how I feel. What I was going to say before is I think I've gotten a lot better with conflict as I've gotten more confident, which I think is with a lot of people's issue because yeah. I don't need everybody's uh, validation on things. Like, yes. I'm so good with me regardless. Like, I just have I think people things. avoid conflict because they don't know what they deserve. Yeah. And I think you're a lot more willing to learn once you already have a good view of you because if you're always very insecure about your view of yourself, you're not – every conflict is going to shake it. Yeah. It's very true. I say a lot of true things. You do. I'm so smart. Do you want to tell me about Osmonia? You have a master's degree. You are smart. Keep going. No. Okay. <laughs> um. So that's conflict. Love that. That's everything you need to know about conflict. We faced <laughs> it. That's okay. our take. I'll I'll um. Uh, translate what Haley was just saying there. This is That's... a book ad uh, for Rising Strong for Brene Brown. 
I've never read that. Um, <laughs> Everything Haley loves, I've never looked into. Oh, I love that. So At least Brene Brown-wise. If Maddie really cared about me, what she would be doing would be caring about the things I care about. But she only cares about me a little bit, and that's enough. No, I just... No, it's okay. um, let just me dig myself bit. out of my hole right here. Yeah. Uh, I love you so much. Yeah. I would rather you explain it mm -hmm. and just tell me what it means instead because I'm of so brilliant when I share things with you. It, it yes, home. but you don't have that connection with Brene like I do. But you have a connection with me, mm -hmm. right? I also don't yeah. want to read. Yeah, because you're not very smart, right? But you're pretty. <laughs> I hate you. Mm -hmm. Um, here's just a little thing I wrote out in the margins. If I believed that I was not being treated fairly or not getting something I deserved, was I actually asking for it or was I just looking for an excuse to assign blame and to feel self-righteous? Truth bomb for you. Ouch. I have a lot of ow and a lot of cuss words written in the margins of this book. I see um, one wow. I see it. oh no. I see it interesting. <clears throat> what other words I got going on here? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, a, just a yeah. Just a heavy agreement. Yes. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, a lot of owls. Okay, so yeah, that's basically what <laughs> we're of not the experts. This is just our take on conflict. I know you conflict. came here expecting the experts, and that's not what you got today. But if you do have questions and feel like we might be able to talk to you about it, we have crazy families. Oh, yeah. We have crazy friendships. I've been yeah. in a few serious relationships. Um, I don't know what else. Leave to me talk out about, will ya? Okay. Divorce. Um, you I think there were divorce? <laughs> no, I just mean like we have. I've been through several divorces as well, so I can tell you a lot about the fights I had with my ex-husbands. Then none of them were my fault. <laughs> And that's on conflict resolution. <laughs> and my six divorces. <laughs> okay. Six divorces. My six divorces. I need to just go to bed. Yeah, I'm going to go to bed before I get another divorce just because I'm bored. <laughs> okay. What? Okay, yeah, we got to go. If you want to talk to us, you can. That's what we're trying to say. I don't know. If you want to talk to us, you can. If you want to text me, you can. If you don't want to, I don't care. And that's on... <laughs> Okay, bye! Average and all.